I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? This is the Sports Sit-Down, brought to you by Iona College's graduate program in sports communication and media. Follow us on Twitter at ICSportsComMA. Mike Demurgis along with Charles Copland and Scott Taylor on the Sports Sit-Down. We're going to wrap things up here and continue on. Let's start it off with Notre Dame. Where will they find a home? Are these super conferences good for football? And are the expanded playoffs long overdue? Scott. Expanded playoffs are long overdue. Um, People have more fun watching the playoffs than they have watching the regular season, especially the start of the regular season when in college football it's games like Ohio State against Akron. I mean, people are just dying to see that match. I, I I get ready for that every I, the whole summer. I, I you know I'm sitting at home uh, by the pool and everything, and, and I can't wait for that Akron game. He's a big Zips fan. <laughs> Michigan State Iona. <laughs> we don't we don't have a football team anymore. But sure, yeah. Rick Pitino could bring. But for the money, the school might find one and and go to Michigan State and play. Um, the first three four weeks of the season are, are virtually meaningless, especially for the big schools. Um, the conference is fun historically. Uh, really really fun for the uh, the alumni who come back, the kids who go to games and sit in the in the, in the student section want to see the best teams and want to have fun at the game and want to drink beer and enjoy college football. But for those who watch on TV, um, you want it to mean something. You don't want Ohio State and Rutgers late in the season when the game doesn't matter to really anybody. Um, you, you don't want to see Alabama and Vanderbilt late in the season. It doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. You're not playing anybody. Let's have more playoffs. Let's have more teams in the playoffs with a chance to win a national championship. And then we might find out how good or bad uh, Central Florida was four or five years ago. We might find out how good um, some of the other schools that we've watched, even Notre Dame. So, so yeah, I'd li- I, think, I think it's time for longer playoffs. And, and the other thing it's time for is to either have the Big Ten and the SEC and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 either have it historically correct or say that there's 40 teams that can play for the national championship, have four 10-team conferences, uh, and and go play for the national championship. I mean, I don't know. Do people? You're the TV guy, Charles. Do people really care about the the Meineke Car Care Bowl? I mean, do you, is there a lot of numbers that tune in for that? Is a lot of money involved? Is is that a big deal in terms of TV? Well, I mean, I think. ESPN, who's really in the bowl business, makes a lot of money, and some of it is on these lesser bowls. So, but I don't think that ESPN would fight to keep the Meineke Car Care Bowl if they could figure out a way to monetize eight playoff teams and whatever. I, I, I you know, I host another podcast, and my co-host calls me the guy who always says, get off of my lawn. I'm going to go all get off of my lawn on college football. In a, for, in a former life in the 90s, I was the studio producer for ABC Sports College Football Coverage, which meant every Saturday in the fall of my life for 10 years, I was responsible for providing news scores and information. And, you know, at that period of time, they introduced the bowl championship series, which turned out to be short-lived. College football has been a mess for so long that it's popular in spite of itself. It's football. How do you really screw up football? 
the NCAA, the CFB, whatever they're called, have been screwing up football for a really, really long time. Now, I make a counter argument to what Scott is saying, which is the one thing college football has going for it, think of it almost as the Premier League, is that the regular season games mean more than just about any other sport. So, yeah, when it's Akron versus Ohio State, nobody cares. But when it's Ohio State versus Michigan, that game takes on huge, huge implications because you cannot really lose a regular season game. If you add more playoffs, you're going to neutralize the regular season. And plus, they're going to have a hard time doing it anyway with the bowl alliances, not so much with the Meineke Car Care Bowl, but with the Sugar Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl and all that stuff. Where I think college football has really lost me is there's way too much of it on. And so it's oversaturated. And now we're in a situation where traditional rivalries in the conferences that used to matter don't matter anymore. So, you know, back in the day, if um, Oklahoma was playing Nebraska, it was a big deal. Now it just doesn't really seem to matter anymore. So to me, they just keep figuring out ways to kind of short-term solve things without really any kind of long-term solution. I, I think it's a mess. Well, it all has to do with money, right? If you Always. Move the Big Ten, if you move to the Big Ten, you get more you get more money, period, than if you're in the, in the Pac-12. But I'm, I'm disappointed, Charles. I thought you would have been really, really excited for that incredible matchup between UCLA and Maryland this year. And then <laughs> the next week, it's Rutgers and USC. Man, oh, man. When was – I mean – Listen, USC, Scott. Like, national championships and had – a thousand All-Americans and Rutgers has won nothing and had no All-Americans. And you've got an opportunity for that little school that could to battle USC for something in the Big Ten. I, 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 I agree completely with the fact that they've lost all the tradition. And that's one of the reasons why the regular season doesn't matter like it used to. Ohio State-Michigan is a huge game. Notre Dame, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State. There's some huge games. I think what TV has to do is continue to play those games and, and, and produce those games as events bigger than everything else. And then, yeah, when Ohio State plays Akron to start the season, we just ignore it as much as we possibly can. So, Charles, Notre Dame has a, a $75 million deal with NBC uh, that, that uh, ends in 2025. Uh couple of years ago that seemed like a lot of money in today's day and age it's not not a lot of money and, and that's probably the uh the driving force of them considering going to the big 10 or or somewhere else yeah and i don't think you know when we talk about tradition at this point i don't think anybody's going to shed any tears if notre dame's not an independent anymore because it's not the way it used to be and to your point they'll probably get a lot more money by joining a conference and re- reaping the benefits of a Fox or an ESPN spending all this money um, on, on rights. So I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to be a cynic, but the whole thing's a big, who cares to me? <laughs> well, I'll tell you who cares. The, the, the big cowboy in Dallas, Jerry Jones, his franchise is worth over $7 billion now, $7 billion. Think about that, uh, despite the team not winning a Super Bowl in almost 30 years. Uh, you know, why can't this team get it right? And when, when you hear that number, 
and I heard the Jets are worth five billion, and I, I don't, I don't know how that's possible for a team that never wins. I mean, the the values of these franchises is, is absolutely insane for sixteen weeks of football. Uh, I think it's interesting how how this all kind of gets made up. Uh, we heard this week that the average NFL franchise is worth four point one four billion dollars. Now Dallas is a seven billion dollar team because that stadium is pretty spectacular and they own it right jerry that's jerry jones's little plaything. um the jets at five billion they don't own their own ball field do they no or are they, they no. aren't owners with well, the giants the, the part part with the jets part with the giants the city put money into it too so it's a combination yeah. of things so it's, i mean it's it, it, that seems like other than the fact that it's new york then that value seems to be made up. Well, they're all kind of made up, but the reality is, is that is that Jerry Jones probably isn't even going to sell that team for seven billion dollars. So, Scott, it's been thirty years here since the Cowboys won. Uh, what's it going to take for this team to to get back to the Super Bowl? Well, first of all, better players. Um, you might argue, and a lot of people will, better coaching. They've never had a particularly good offensive line. Their running backs haven't been good for what almost thirty years. Uh, Emmett Smith in the nineties. Um, the defense has never been as good as it should be. This is a team that isn't as good as it should be. And I remember an old story of John Lovitz, the comedian, sitting with David Letterman. And Lovitz was a great Knicks fan. And Letterman makes the comment, you know, John, your Knicks aren't doing very well. And his response was, as he gets all puffed up in the chair, yes, but they are playing against professionals. (laughs) <laughs> that's the reality. The thing about football is, is there's 32 teams and you're playing somebody every week and every week, somebody could be better than you. Kansas city with Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers in green Bay. Tom, this is the year of Tom Brady. Um, there are teams that are better than the Cowboys. And while the Cowboys have been a pretty good football team, they just haven't been good enough to win. And it's for those reasons I mentioned, the offensive line has just never been good enough. Charles, is it important to the networks that the Cowboys, that the Cowboys are good? That's all the networks want are Cowboys games. And that's why they're worth $7 billion. They would, they would. But it's a star. It's laundry. And we have two minutes here. So, you know what? It's a star. It's laundry, Charles. That's all it is. Here's, here's to me. So first of all, since we're running out of time, I want to make two quick points. On the one hand, the on the field thing, Jerry Jones fired Jimmy Johnson. Other than the Barry Switzer year, what was a holdover of Jimmy Johnson? They haven't won since. So we know why Dallas doesn't win. Okay, because Jerry runs the football operations and Jerry's a great businessman and we'll leave it at that. As it relates to the value of these teams, just look at what Robert Kraft has done with the Patriots. I think they're like number four. Do you think before he owned that team, they would even crack the top 20? (laughs) The Cowboys are a marketing machine. Jerry Jones is brilliant. Dallas has a tradition. It's the Yankees. It's Notre Dame. It's the Celtics. And I can tell you firsthand from experience that if ESPN could have the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football every single week, they'd take them. This is why Dallas always maxes out its primetime appearances. It, it, Charles, Charles is, is it even close to the Cowboys and, say, I don't know, the team, probably team from the 70s, the Steelers? Is, is there anybody a close second, or are the Cowboys in their own universe, literally? I think, you know, look, the Niners, the Steelers, the Patriots are all really popular. Brady has made the Buccaneers popular. But if you look at a clear number one, when the networks are coming and asking for games, it's the Cowboys. And it's unless something radically changes, it's always going to be the Cowboys. 
Well, uh, that puts a, puts an end. Uh, stick a fork in us. We're done with the sports sit-down. Scott Taylor, along with Charles Copeland, some great insight. And that wraps things up. I'm Mike Demurgis for the sports sit-down. <laughs>